Tortoise. Hello, I'm Tomini, and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. This week, we're focusing on three campaigns that have been nominated for a Sheila McKechnie Foundation Award, which honour people who helped change the law, held the powerful to account, or made a difference in their communities. Today, the group of residents who have been campaigning for an end to the building safety crisis. That's after a short break. 8. Yeah, hello, hi, in the fire, flat 16 Greenfield Tower. So we have fire where? Flat 16 Greenfield Tower. On the 14th of June 2017, just before 1am, one of the UK's worst modern disasters started to unfold. The fire brigade are on their way. Are you outside? Yes. Just tell me how many floors you've got there. It's, it's the fourth floor. Right, okay. right, quick, 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 quick. The flames raced up the exterior of the 23-storey building. Within minutes, the building was engulfed. It quickly became clear that the fire was able to race up Grenfell Tower at such astonishing speed because it was covered in cladding. Insulation panels coupled with rain screen protection made from sheets of plastic and aluminium had been fitted to the tower, but they were highly flammable. At the independent public inquiry, a fire expert said that covering Grenfell Tower with this ACM cladding was comparable to strapping a 19,000 litre oil tanker to its walls. Like many people across the country that night, Giles Grover was watching the news in horror. He lived in a tower block on the outskirts of Manchester, which was also covered in ACM cladding. Obviously, I saw, I remember watching Grenfell late at night, um, seeing what was happening. You don't necessarily link that, you know, that catastrophe with my building because you thought it's such a unique, isolated situation, and lots of things going wrong at once. What we have seen since then is that those um, circumstances are not by any means unique to Grenfell. After Grenfell, there was a national scramble to identify other tower blocks with ACM cladding. Here's Giles again. The first email I got was at the end of July 2017, where I was told, you need to do post-Grenfell ACM checks to make sure that your building's safe. Don't worry, though. We've had a look at the manuals, we've had a look at the material, and it doesn't look like it's the same cladding as it was on Grenfell. Fast forward three weeks later, after the test was done, we were told, actually, you've got exact same cladding as Grenfell and it needs to be removed and replaced. 
But Giles soon found that no one would accept responsibility for the removal. We spent two years going to, between the developers, the government, the local authorities, everyone's just shifting the blame, saying, oh, it's not our fault. So you start to find out, you, you realise that actually your home, your sanctuary, you know, the place where you're meant to feel the most safe and secure isn't at all safe. But it wasn't just the specific kind of ACM cladding which posed a danger. Investigations revealed that a whole range of cheap, combustible materials had been regularly used by property developers. Conservative estimates say 10,000 buildings were affected. Suddenly, hundreds of thousands of people up and down the country discovered they were living in dangerous buildings. We just kept discovering there were more and more issues on our buildings. You started off with the ACM cladding, we have timber cladding issues, um, we have issues with what's known as spandrel panels, timber balconies, issues with internal compartmentation where flats and floors need to have more um, fire stopping in them, but that's often not, not included. Ultimately, buildings of all heights, all tenures. The buck was passed from government to developers to local authorities to building regulators and back again. Leaseholders like Giles were told that if they wanted to remove the flammable cladding, they'd have to do it themselves at a cost of £30,000 and upwards. Things got so bad that the residents decided to work together. At first, they set up campaign groups in their own buildings and areas. Then groups from other cities like Manchester, Sheffield and Birmingham started to team up. Eventually, the UK-wide End Our Cladding Scandal campaign was founded. Giles is a member. Yeah, we kind of got together and since then we've become activists, we've become campaigners, you know, we're just normal, normal people who didn't think we'd ever be doing this five or six years later on. We're still here with a national campaign that hopefully has brought some positive change for people. So what changes have the End Our Cladding scandal achieved? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You are in denial. You're in denial that this could actually be happening to you because it's just so, so crazy, really. You're angry. I mean, we're always angry. We're since the start of it, we've been angry. I will never stop being angry at the, the state, you know, the, the government, the, as I say, successive governments, the developers, the construction industry. Every single party in this crisis has failed to, to do the right thing. That's Giles Grover from End Our Cladding Scandal again. The group's campaigning has resulted in significant wins. It pushed the government to introduce new protections which have saved some leaseholders from having to pay huge cladding removal costs. And it forced 50 property developers to fix deadly building defects. But Giles says this is not enough. He says that at the heart of the issue is politics. But it's never been just about funding. It's been about the government actually getting a grip of it, ensuring that the all buildings that require remediation have the funding. That's always been the simple case. It's the government regulations that allowed the developers to do what they wanted. So 
why should the innocent leaseholders be the one paying for it? Whilst there have been some improvements, leaseholders like Giles have spent the last six years stuck living in unsafe housing. As the sixth anniversary of the Grenfell fire approaches, Endar Cladding Scandal has been nominated for the Best Consumer Campaign 2023. It's an important recognition of the work that Giles and all members of the Endar Cladding Scandal have been doing for years. But they fear the fight will go on for many more until they can live in safety. Thank you for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. This episode was written by Rebecca Moore and mixed by Claudia Williams. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hello, I'm Giles Wittell, Tortoise's deputy editor. On the News Meeting podcast, we try to make sense of what should be leading the news with three guests who each pitched the story they think matters most. And once a month, we record a live episode in our newsroom. The next one is on the 27th of March, and I'm going to be joined by the brilliant author and podcaster Elizabeth Day. To come to the event and tell us what you think should lead the news, go to tortoisemedia.com forward slash book. That is tortoisemedia.com forward slash book.